Money, Riches, and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate. Say you don't need no diamond rings and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that you want the kind of things the money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli. This is Drew Tignanelli here at Money, Riches, and Wealth. Um, just two weeks until Christmas, and tonight I've got a treat. I've got Leo Leveza with us. Leo, how you doing? I'm doing great, Drew. It's well-worded. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to have you. It's always a pleasure to have Leo with me. Uh, he does a great job, and uh, he'll be uh, taking your calls and making sure that you get uh, on the air with us, and so we're on an open show tonight. Open, that means you, the listener, are our guests. You get to determine the conversation tonight. You get to say, this is the topic I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, Social Security or Medicare. I want to talk about my Roth conversion. I want to talk about income tax planning. What should I be doing before the end of the year? I want to talk about estate planning. I want to talk about auto, home, or life insurance, long-term care, or something of that sort. Maybe there's an issue that you say, gosh, if you could help me with this, the, you know, it would be extremely beneficial. So here's the question that I want to ask you. So if you want to call in and ask that, 410-922-6680, 410 410- 922-6680 is the way to call in and ask your question and direct the conversation. 410-922-6680. Leo, as people think about calling in or do call in, whichever, you get to be the guest right now. So you get to direct the conversation, Leo, and I'm sure you're prepared. <laughs> it's I, I've done this long enough, Drew. I'm good to go. Uh, Good. Give, so, it, give it to me. Yeah, I think the big news of the day is uh, came out of the Federal Reserve and their decision not to raise interest rates, but more importantly, what they said about next year. Yeah. So I've been saying this for five, six months now, that as the Fed Reserve gets close to the 2024 election, they have no choice but to start lowering interest rates, being more dovish, helping encourage the economy to move forward and so forth. Because if you go back and look at the history of the Federal Reserve, they don't want to be doing anything that could potentially disrupt the economy during an election year. Because it's been proven throughout history that when there's a poor economy, the political party in power loses the office of president and the other party takes over. And when there's a neutral economy or a good economy, there's no assurance that the president's going to retain office and so forth. So you really want a neutral economy. The Federal Reserve knows that. They know they're going to be in trouble next year if they continue to have an inverted yield curve going into the election. And so they're going to start being a lot more dovish. The market's picking up on that. It's been picking up on it for the last few months and that's why the market's moving higher. Now, I will say, though, that the market move today was impressive, but it wasn't as impressive as you would like to see. So there's still some underlying currents in the market that are that are disturbing, but nothing that would say, gosh, you, you, you got to get out of the market. You know, you hear that all the time. Market's going to crash 50%, you know? I, I don't, I, you know, I, I've been saying to people, 
don't believe people who say those kinds of things, you know? <laughs> That's so right. anyway, we have who? Sam uh, Sam somewhere. Some somewhere Sam. That's right. Sam, what can we do for you tonight? Hey, um, I'm not so much asking a task question. I'm asking more of a like a cyber question. Um, okay. I, I work for the federal <laughs> government, have top secret clearance, but I also have a small practice I've had since the 70s when I graduated from Towson. And, okay. Um, I do about 50 some returns a year, and okay. I used to do a lot more and used to do corporates and all, but I gave all that up. It was just too much work. But anyhow, I want to try and protect um, my system. Uh, I've already got some you know, passwords and all. I know how to use those considering what I do for the government. But um, you know, I was thinking about adding a VPN, virtual private network, you right. guys use one, do you guys use one um, like that you can cover your phones as well as I just use a laptop and um, you know well, we outsource everything we do all of our all of our computer networks and everything are all virtual computers that we use so nothing okay. in our office has anything on it you know you could break in our office take everything it won't get anything it's just, other uh -huh. than the equipment itself so we use a totally virtual computer network and the the company that does you know that oversees that oversees all the security and so forth to it uh as long as well as we do a lot of things to protect it and so forth so no i'm not using a specifically a, a vpn but we use a virtual computer system okay so you, you bought into a cloud more or less yeah we're in a cloud you know it's yeah. a it's part of the cloud. Right. We're part of Azure, which is uh, Microsoft's uh, cloud, and the company that we use is out of Timonium called DP Solutions. They've done a pretty good job, you know, and uh, we've been actually been using cloud computing going back to like 2011. So wow. we were an earlier adopter of uh, cloud computing. I had a good friend who was the CIO for Hewlett Packard, and uh, right. and I said to him, I said, hey. Uh, um, you know, I'm getting this concept of, of cloud computing. What do you think? What do you think I'd do? And he said to me, Drew, when you go into the office, do you start up a generator to get electricity? And I said, no. And he said, well, why do you want to do it with your computers? And I thought about that. And I said, oh, that's pretty logical. Why do I want to worry about computers and servers and so forth? So we've, we went to cloud computing way back in 2011. All right. Does that answer your question? I hope so. But I, uh, you're, yeah, you're right. You have to, you have to be very, very cautious, um, not only with your systems but also your policies and and being very careful because these uh, these tricks they're pulling, is just get more and more sophisticated every day. So I've got to run, Sam. Great question, and I'm glad All to right, hear that you're worried you. about that. And we got to go to traffic. We're going to be right back. Open show, 410-922-6680. Take it away, traffic. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. 
They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Leo, I I think you ought to tell um, Anita that's not a Christmas song. That's a Beatles song, but it's not a Christmas song. But Uh, that's okay. Her face disagrees with you. Uh, You know... You know, when I get there in person in uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna have to have a talk with her. You know, yeah. so it's okay. I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> I may do it from a distance, but I'll have a talk with her. You know. <laughs> anyway, um, we have an open show tonight. Four one zero nine two two six six eighty. Four one zero nine two two six six eighty. If you want to call in and ask a question, we do have Tom on the line. We're gonna go to him in a second, but uh, just wanted to give you again. Uh, we have three or four lines open, so 410-922-6680 if you want to call in and direct the conversation tonight. All right, let's go. All right, so, Tom, what can we do for you tonight, sir? Hello, hello. Enjoy your show. Enjoy your show. I am 50 years old. Uh done missionary work most of my adult life. I got hurt as a public servant years ago so i get a small pension like thirty thousand a year i have nothing in the bank what should i do because i'm just starting that getting back so you have much in the bank hundred okay well that's good are you still working i i i just got back uh i've been gone for like 10 15 years um i'm gonna probably do a little wolverine because i have some maladies that prevent me from doing any real work so um uh, just Uber, and that's about yeah. it. As long as you have earned income, Tom, the number one thing you need to be doing is stocking uh, money away into a Roth IRA. Approximately how old are you, over or under six, 50 years of age? Six zero. Six zero. okay. So you definitely want to put your 7500 in a Roth IRA this year if you made more than $7,500. And you want to you want to invest it, you know. So you you really you really just you know you don't want to invest it aggressively, but you want to invest it and you want it to grow. And every year, as long as you make seventy five seven eight thousand dollars a year, you'll be able to continue to fund those Roth IRAs. And that's the best thing you can do is is find retirement accounts, tax preference retirement accounts that you can participate in. And I would just stick with pure vanilla type investing. I would talk to T. Rowe Price. T. Rowe Price does a great job. They'll help you. And, uh, and you want to keep about 50000 liquid, instantly liquid. And I would use a high-yield online savings account like Capital One 360 or Alibank. They're both paying about 45 to 5% right now. And if you're, not getting, if you're not getting at least 4%, Tom, you need to... Uh, Get your money out of wherever it is. Well, I'm uh, I'm only getting about thirty thousand right now. Going about thirty. I'm trying to do better, but you're only getting uh, you're only getting what interest rate? No, I'm only doing about thirty thousand a year. Uh, thirty thousand uh, in what earnings? 
um, a small uh, pension, a small one. Okay. So, um, and where were you a missionary? Africa um, and South America. Okay. Okay. Well, I really appreciate the service that you provided there, you know. And I uh, hope you continue it here in America. We need it, you know. Yeah, we do. We do. So, All right. a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA. Yes, sir. Roth. And as long as you have earnings, you have to work and have earnings to do a Roth IRA, okay? Okay. All well, right, buddy. So I have I one, get... one, one quick question. I'm sorry. So Go ahead. So, when I hit 65, and, no, in two years I can get Social Security, would I be able to still... What happened to that? I think we might have lost Tom there. There he is. There he oh. is. In two years, what? I, I uh, qualify for Social Security. Um, if I got Social Security, would I be able to work? Yeah. You, well, you, you can't make more than $20,000 if you start collecting Social Security before 67 years of age. So as long as you don't make more than 20000 you could collect Social Security if you want to. So that twenty thousand would be beyond that thirty I get, or well, keep in mind the twenty thousand I'm talking about is strictly earned income, working and and getting a salary. Oh, okay. Well, that. So as long cool. as you're not getting a salary of more than twenty thousand, you can collect Social Security. Oh, All right, I got to okay. run, and I think we have somebody else on the line right there, Leo. Uh, we do. We have Mark, who is on the road. Mark, what can we do for you tonight? Uh, good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Um, so I got up. Uh, I just turned 63, so I know I'm going to probably be working for at least four more years. I got between 90 and 100,000 and a couple of four or three Bs, and I know the tax rates are going to be going up. So I wanted to find out. I want to withdraw some, uh, hopefully most of it, within the next three years. I know you can only put in 7,500 for IRA, um, and I want to put as much of it as I can in a Roth. Where might you suggest? Uh, what are some of the suggestions you might have for what I would put the rest of that money into? Well, now, you can take money out of a 403B, and you can put the entire amount into a Roth IRA if you want to. You just have to pay taxes on it, okay? Right. So um, my suggestion would be you not do that. You work with somebody who's a competent tax advisor and look at how to incrementally move money out of your 403b over to Roth in the most tax-efficient manner. Because if you move it too fast and you pay too much taxes on it, you will destroy the benefits of doing the Roth conversion. Right. And, you know, a lot um, of people keep giving me this, this stuff about... You know, the Trump tax laws are ending in 2025 and rates are going up. Well, that's a, there's a true statement there to some degree, but it's far more complex than just the fact that rates are going to go up a little. And uh, you have to understand exactly how much money you're currently making and what tax rate will that push you into. We have a very sophisticated program called a list of plan that we do our Roth conversion analysis on. It's fascinating you know, even things that I'm looking at and I'm saying this should work. And then we put it in that program and all of a sudden it picks up some of the other things that you would affect yourself with and why it would cost you to not to do that. And, you know, so make sure you do some sophisticated planning before you do that. Okay, well, I'm sure I'm not going to have time 
during this fiscal, you know, during during this calendar year, uh, to, to be able to meet with somebody to make such a plan. Uh, but yeah, I'm aware that I don't want to take out too much because again, it would throw me up into that. Well, what do you, you know, what do you thing. make? What do you make in general right now? I mean, around are you working? 000. Yeah, I make around sixty thousand a year. Sixty thousand. You single or married? Single. You're single. You have any other income sources? Negative. Okay. So single thousand, sixty thousand, single forty. You know, maybe. Yeah, you might be able to do ten, twenty, and you know, bring it in at a reasonable tax rate, twenty-two percent. Um, you know, that's what I would focus on right now is to just a small fill up the bucket, try to get 10 or 20 out. If you're, if you've got money to pay taxes on it, uh, do you have, if you, if you move 10 out, would you have $3,000 to pay taxes on the conversion? Um, uh, possibly, but if not, I guess I could just, you can just withhold it from the IRA and that makes it even more serious that if you're going to pay the taxes as you go with a Roth conversion, you really have to do some super serious tax planning because, uh, go ahead. Well, they they withhold what, what, 20% when they take it out? Um, No, what I would do is roll the money to an IRA first. And then once you roll it to the IRA, which is a tax-free move, then you can do anything you want. You can withhold whatever taxes you want. Do not do it from the 403B. Do it from an IRA so you don't have to deal with their silly rules and so forth, okay? Consolidate it all into a traditional IRA and then take it from the traditional IRA and convert it logically with the amount of taxes withheld that you want to do, all right? Okay, great. That makes sense. All right, buddy. You take care. Good question. Uh, We're almost out of time for this half of the show. We're on an open show, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. George, you're first up. When we come back, we'll be right back. Money, riches, and wealth. Do you hear what I hear? Said the night wind to the little land. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? A star. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Hell as big as a kite. With a tail as big as a kite. Anyway. Now you got it, Anita. We finally got her into the Christmas spirit there, you know? <laughs> you know? Anyway. It's like she was eavesdropping on us there, Drew. Yeah, you thought, I thought she was going to play Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer next, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're on an open show, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in and ask a question, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in and direct the conversation like George is going to do right now. Go ahead, Leo. That's right. George, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I thought I was calling Drew Tig, but instead I got Pavarotti. That's crazy. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm 73, uh, retired. Uh, I started RMDs last year. Uh, Wife, 70, still has a job, gets about 50 a year on that. Together, we have... 
we, we uh, make, uh, you know, uh, income and uh, interest and uh, dividends, blah, blah, about 125. Then with the RMDs, that pushed it up to about 200 because I have about a mil and a half of retirement money and about a mil of non-retirement. So last year, for the first time, I said, hmm, I got almost nothing in Roth. Uh, you know, okay, spank me, but you know, I said I've been listening. I should start converting. Converted over about 200, which brought the AGI up to about 350. You know, near to that 380 level. Anyway, and my accountant, uh, he basically his his attitude was very nonchalant about well, Roth conversion, not Roth conversions. For a guy in your level, he said it's not going to make that big of a difference. You don't make you don't have 20 million a year coming in. That, that that was, I mean, I was sort of stunned, but I would really like you to, you know, go ahead and make one way or the other, make the case, because here, this year is coming up, right? I got to make some decisions soon. Do I make another uh, big Roth conversion? Um, you know, well, first off, you want to be careful. What what's your typical, you know, your general income if you did no Roth conversions? Is it a hundred, two hundred? It was about one hundred twenty-five, but then we got RMDs, which and there's about seventy-five. So that brings the total AGI there by part to about two hundred. So you're two hundred if you didn't do any conversions, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. So if you're 200 with no conversions, you could probably stay in the 24% tax bracket the exact way you're talking about by doing, you know, uh, about a $100,000 conversion. Now, the negative is, is that you do push up your Medicare Part B premium, but that's not the end of the world. We're only talking about a few thousand dollars. We're not talking about forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. So let me ask you a quick question. Do you have children? I got three, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So first thing, when you're doing Roth conversions, you should consider it a legacy for your, your children. Your children will bless you now, but they'll bless you even more when, you, when they inherit a massive tax-free Roth conversion someday in the distant future, okay? So that's a big thing. If, if, you, know, if you care about generational wealth, the Roth conversion is a slam dunk decision that most tax preparers just have no clue about because they don't work in, you know, comprehensive planning and generational planning. So that's a big issue you have to think about. Number two, the 24% bracket, in my opinion, in 10, 15 years from now is going to seem like the good old days, you know. Um, I, you know, you look at Europe, you know, Europe is... Uh, um, I was just talking with some clients, potential clients who live in Portugal, and they were talking about 48% normal regular tax rates in for the average person, not not for the super rich, for the average person. Um, you know, so I, I, you know, I think that when you convert today at 24%, uh, someday in the future, you know, your tax preparer is going to look at you and say, "Gosh, I was, I wish I was like you, George. I wish I would have done some." You know, now I don't want you to get crazy. I don't want you to go hog wild and and convert massive amounts of money because we we think we're right about the future, but you just need to do it. You don't want to take a chance that 5, 10, 15 years from now, you know, they're still borrowing trillion here and a trillion there and now we're up to 50 trillion dollars and uh, all of a sudden we we're having a hard time figuring out how to continue to pay that, you know? 
um, it, it's going to come. Uh, you know, you want you want to have those Roth conversions, and and if you also look at how those IRAs are, um, you know, everything you take out of there and how it how it impacts your tax return. Uh, the more you get out of there, the the lesser those RMDs are going to be in the future, mm-hmm. and the better off you're going to be. And the legacy thing, that's a great point. appreciate that. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, okay. Okay. You've really helped clarify it. Yeah. You know, I- look, most tax preparers say what your tax preparers say. Oh, you know, defer taxes, defer taxes. Well, you know, I used to say that years ago, too. And, uh, you know, as I watch what the government does and how they do it, the more I become convinced that, you know, I don't want to defer taxes, but I don't want to be stupid either. I want to try to get it out of there as, as tax effectively as possible. And, uh, and again, as I always say, if you're charitably minded, make sure you're doing your qualified charitable distributions with your required minimum distributions, okay? Mm-hmm. Very good, All right. yes. All right, buddy. Great question. Good question. Very good. Thanks for calling and asking that. And we're on an open show tonight, Leo, uh, 410-922-6680. If you want to call, nobody's on the line now. It's up to us now. We answered all the questions. I know. We answered every single question that anyone in Baltimore has. There are no more questions. We are done. We We can just... Close the show down for good right now, Leo. We can listen to all Christmas music the rest of the night. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and we don't even have to come back next week because we've answered every single question there is left in Baltimore. So anyway, we're on an open show. If there are any questions left, 410-922-6680. All lines are open, 410-922-6680. So you get to ask the question again, Leo. That's right. Well, along the Roth IRA line, uh, we have a client that's 73 and does not have any Roth IRAs. And he asked a really good question, which is, at his age, why is a Roth IRA still a good idea? Well, I mean, we just talked about one of them, and that is... uh is that, um, you know, if legacy planning is important to you, generational wealth, you know, the Roth IRA is the absolute number one thing. You could leave your children beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, that's, that's a big one. Number two, you really need to get that Roth clock ticking. You want that five-year Roth clock ticking. So let me, let me explain this one to you. Uh, you know, let's say that you're, you're 73 years old, you've never had a Roth, and all of a sudden... Uh, 15 years from now, let's just say that 15 years from now, one of the two of you needs nursing care and you don't have long-term care insurance. So you have to pay for this out of your pocket and you're paying a hundred thousand dollars a year to support your spouse in a long-term care facility. Or let's say you're the, you're the surviving spouse and, uh, your children are paying a hundred thousand a year. And I, I do this with my mother. Actually, I can basically take um, uh, a large hunk of her um, um, uh, IRA account converted to Roth 100% tax-free because the medical uh, expenses are covering all the cost of that conversion. And there, and there are plenty of times where you, you want to do this. You want to take advantage. Like, for example, this is a, this is a kind of sad one here, Leo, but mm-hmm. if I get a call from a client saying they're, uh, they're terminal, um, you know, and let's say it's January or February, I say, you know, uh, we're going to take and turn lemons into lemonade and we're going to do a Roth conversion because you're, you're only going to have three months of income this year. 
And, you know, most people, you know, they're very sad about what's happening and they're fearful about what's happening, but they say, for the good of my family and so forth, I want to do that, you know? And so uh, you got to get that five-year clock ticking. Anyway, we've got to go to traffic and we're going to come right back and we're going to talk to Roger and Dave and John and Chris when we get back. Poor one, uh, anyway, I can't give the number out anymore. We're going to take it away, traffic. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. My all-time favorite Christmas song. Anyway, let's go to Roger real quick. Let's see if we can hit all four of these calls. That's right. Roger, what's on your mind tonight? Um, so probably by the end of the call, what I'm really going to need is a phone number to call to probably sit down with someone to talk about um, <clears throat> kind of our okay. situation. My wife and I have been in ministry for probably 25, 30 years. Okay. Um, we don't we don't own the house we live in. We don't own the car we drive. We don't own any of that. So when we when we retire, we're going to have to purchase all that stuff. Um, one of the benefits we have is that our ministry will give us about two hundred thousand dollars tax free when we retire. Um, that we can you know sort of start moving in that direction. We've estimated that we will get a pension, and with Social Security, we're going to get about five k a month in just regular income. And then we'll have that chunk of money. Um, I really haven't done my homework. I've been so focused on seriously just doing ministry. I haven't focused on ourselves. But we do have some retirement uh, that we've put away, but I, I don't know what it is. And I'm sure it's not a Roth IRA. Do but, you have uh, a 403B account, were you, or a 401K account? Did your... I, think it, I, I, I thought it was a 403B, but I think they, they transferred it. And so we put money out of our check. You know, every paper transferred it to what? Transferred it to what? In, into um, whatever our. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what the instrument is. Whatever our retirement is, we have about seventy thousand or so in there right now. So wait, 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 wait. This is this is very important. So, do yeah. you have a pension from any of the ministries that did that you worked with? I mean, are you going to get a monthly income from any of them? Yes, we, my, my wife and I combined make about sixty-five thousand dollars a year. Okay, but when you retire, will you continue to get a pension? Yes. That How much pension, will it be? That pension and Social Security we're estimating will be just over five thousand uh, dollars. I only need to know how much will the pension be, not Social Security, just the pension. 
See, this is really important, Roger, because when you get a pension or if you have a 403B account that was accumulated by the under the ministry name, that money in retirement will be considered parsonage. And so any amount of money that you're spending on this new house that you could potentially buy, or if you rent, you will be able to use that pension and that 403B as tax-free income, as a parsonage. And that's extremely important because I see this mistake made all the time where people take a 403B of a minister, roll it into an IRA, and boom, it becomes 100% taxable and you can't use it as a parsonage. So it's very important that you get this right. You're right. You need to you need to get professional advice. And you know, you can call our office. It's 410-823 SAVE. That's the easiest way to remember it. 410-823 SAVE. You know, Chris Chris O'Shea was a pastor at Crossroads Church up in uh, Hartford County. We okay. we work with this stuff, so we can help you with that. All right. Awesome. I'll be calling. Right. Thank you. All right, Roger. Appreciate you it. take care. Let's move on there, Leo. Let's see if we can hammer these out. That's right. We've got Dave next. Dave, what can we do for you tonight? Hi, guys. It's about RMD, and uh, I have three separate accounts uh, from various areas. I was told by an advisor that uh, I have to take the minimum from all three accounts. I read material well, wait a minute dave are they all three iras yes they're all iras they're just with different custodians or something correct okay well if they're all iras you can take them all from one and don't listen to anybody else's saying so it's only if they were a 403b here or 401k here and an ira here then you'd have to take one from each one but if you have an IRA at Schwab, an IRA at Fidelity, an IRA at Vanguard, you can take your entire RMD for all three combined from the Schwab one and never touch the Fidelity and the Vanguard one. Okay, but if any one of them is with the 403B, then it has I have to take the minimum from that one. Right. If any of them is a, is a specifically distinct separate 403B, 401k, something of that sort, different than an IRA, traditional IRA, then you have to take an RMD from each and every one. You can't uh, aggregate from one. Okay. Okay? Does that answer your question? Yeah. All right. Good good call. Good question. Great question. All right. We've got John next. John, what can we do for you tonight? Did we lose John? It looks like we might have. So we're going to go to Chris. Uh, Chris, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Drew, this is uh, Chris. Your company handles my uh, company 401k. Uh, Question for you about Roth IRA for grandkids. Can you open one for me? Roth IRA for grandkids? Yeah. Are your grandkids working? No, but can I... Can I start one for them when they're young? I, I read somewhere you could start it when they're young, and then by the time they retire, it could be worth millions of dollars. Yeah, you can start one for them for when they're young, but they have to be young and working. So your your granddaughter gets a job at the uh, at the swim club at 14 years of age and makes uh, 1,500 bucks. You can do a 1,500 dollar Roth IRA for them. 
But if they don't have a W-2 and they don't have income, you can't do a Roth IRA for them. Or if you if you're okay. like if you have a client like we have clients that own their own business and we'll pay the kids even at six seven eight years old we'll give them some job to pay them money and then we'll start doing a Roth IRA for them at young ages. I gotcha. Okay, I, I had read somewhere that if you, there's uh, some kind of investment that you could put in even when they're, they're first born and it it just grows. And That's grows. the. That's the 529 plan that they're talking about, which is somewhat similar to a Roth IRA. And in a 529 plan, you can put, but the problem with the 529 is that you, in order to get it tax-free, you've got to use it either for K through 12 or you've got to use it for uh, college. Now, here's the good news with the 529. You now have the option that if you started off for the kid young, you put it in the 529, and then when they finish college, if you don't use it all, you can then move it at the rate of 7,000 a year into a Roth IRA up to a maximum of $35,000. So maybe what you're referring to is that combo deal where you put the money into the 529 plan now, the money starts growing tax-free, if you don't ever use it for college or K through 12 or whatever, um, you can then start moving it into a Roth IRA for them when they graduate college. And basically, in essence, it's accomplished the thing you're talking about, uh, even though they didn't actually work at the time you originally put the money in. Okay. And that's a brand new thing that actually just starts next year. So it isn't even available right this minute, but by the time your kids get around, it'll be fully implemented and so forth. So for your grandkids. So yeah, I would definitely think about that if that's what you'd like to do. Yeah, it'd be a great strategy. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to call your office and talk to you about that. <laughs> All right, we'd, we'd be more than happy to do that, Chris. Thanks. Appreciate All right, it. take care. We'll see you. Um, well, Leo, we've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, I don't know if John's still out there. Maybe he'll call in again and say, hey, this was my question now that you're free. Um, anyway, what, what, what were we talking about something earlier? Well, I know what I want to talk about, Leo. This morning I was talking with Sean Casey um, about um, Social Security and Medicare, and I get this a lot. People say to me, hey, I'm 65. I hear i got to sign up for uh, Medicare. And the answer is maybe and maybe not. You know, it's not that it, it's not as simple. I'm 65 years old. I got to sign up for Medicare. Um, the answer is, is that if you're working for a company um, and you've got a medical insurance plan, there's a good probability you don't have to sign up for Medicare if you're going to stay on that medical plan beyond age 65. Um, now, that company has to be a relatively good sized company. In other words, it can't be just like a, you work for a little 10-person company and assume that your medical insurance is going to be able to allow you to defer your Medicare Part B decision uh, into the future. Uh, so, and, and also, when you turn 65, if you don't have a health savings account as part of your medical insurance plan, you want to go and sign up for Medicare Part A because Part A covers the hospitals, and that's what you've been paying for with that Medicare tax that comes out of your paycheck. So in essence, when you turn 65, that, that insurance is now free. You've already paid for it all your working years. 
And so a lot of people, you might want to sign up for Medicare A, and you might not want to. You may need to sign up for Medicare B, and you may not need to. It's not a simple decision. You better make sure you know somebody who knows what is uh, going on and how the how the law actually works. Anyway, you have anything to add there, Leo? No, I can't top that, Drew. There you go. Well, <laughs> anyway, it's always a pleasure being with you. I guess I won't be here. You won't be with me again until the new year, right? That's right. Not till 2024. All right, Leo. Well, you have a great Christmas, but I'm sure I'll see you a few more times between now and then. You got that right. All right, this is Drew Tignanelli saying God bless. Things are going to be much better.